Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio Show. My name is Dan Wendell, owner of the Dolphin Financial Group, and today's topic is long-term care. In particular, how has long-term care insurance, pricing, and usage changed as a result of COVID and the global global pandemic? I'm going to bring Tony Shore in to join me today to talk about long-term care and COVID. But before I do, I want to play a quick intro to this Dolphin Financial Podcast. Tony, let me tell you something. We're doing a podcast today, but we're also on video. You're about to listen to an episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Each week, host Dan Wendell, a certified financial planner, is joined by his sidekick, Tony, to discuss financial issues, news, and tips. Dan keeps the focus on retirement planning, and Tony keeps the show fun and down-to-earth. Now, let's have some fun planning your retirement and begin the show. There you are, Tony. I saw you. Yes. That was a funny intro, right? For our listeners who didn't get a chance to see, Tony was Godzilla at the end there. <laughs> yeah, just crashing through the city. Yeah, it was fun. That was fun, Dan. Uh, that's a great intro. I, I like it. I mean, my part's not so much. I mean, the camera, you know, adds 100 pounds, basically in this area right here. I want all our listeners to understand that. But uh, wow. And you got a soundboard. We remember that from last time. So yes, we Tony's do. in full force. But I am. How do you feel about today's topics? What kind of sound do you have today to talk about long term care? What do you think? Long, there? Well, every time you use the word long term care, I'm. <laughs> because it's a you know nobody likes to think about long-term care or talk about it so every time you say long-term care we gotta no i won't i won't do that that would get that would get pretty old pretty fast i thought wait we're talking about long-term care dan you told me the entire show would be about the super bowl and the tampa bay buccaneers but hey whatever if you want to talk about long-term care instead no, I'd rather talk about the Bucks, but uh, let's uh, we could relate it to the real Bucks. By the way, quick joke: How much do the pirate earrings cost? I don't know how much do they cost. A buccaneer. <laughs> oh, that's that's crickets. Okay, fair enough. All right, let's get into the topic, Tony. Long-term <laughs> care. Now, before we've done shows on long-term care before, we've done shows on how to pay for it. What it's you know what alternatives are to long-term care. I yep. recommend people watch those because they're very important and long-term care is important to a lot of people. But I think in that show, we've even done a show on how long-term care pricing has has gone up. We get people oh. that get letters, 98% increase in premium. Unbelievable. Yeah. So long-term care is in a crisis. The It's been in a crisis before COVID. So the question is what's happened since COVID. So the question to you, Tony, is this. Now, when someone uses long-term care, if they own long-term care insurance and they start using it in a facility or at home and they're asking the insurance company to pay, that is called a long-term sh- long-term care claim. So the question for you, Tony, is what do you think has happened since COVID? Have long-term care claims gone up or have long-term care claims gone down? If you had well, a guess. Uh, I, I would assume, uh, during COVID, I, I know long-term 
healthcare claims have gone up before COVID. They were skyrocketing, as we've talked about before. But since COVID, I would assume they would go up. You would think, okay, COVID, more people getting sick, more people needing long-term care. So the claims would go up. Yeah, well, they they have. So claims, and I've done some research on this, and the, and the insurance carriers put some guidance out. And if you look at the insurance carrier's earnings reports from the first quarter of 2020, they took a hit because they were paying out a lot more claims. And the reason why is because a lot of people were getting sick. And so if you think about claims, a lot of people that were not sick prior to COVID that had long-term care insurance, they may not have had a sickness that put them in a hospital for long-term care. They may have just been unhealthy in some other way. Right. We saw that COVID disproportionately affected those with pre-existing other conditions, made them worse. So there's been an increase or a spike short-term for people that are using long-term care as a result of COVID. Interesting. However, However, and and there was a stat, and I, I I'll look it up. Um, I saw this in the past. There was that they call a spousal effect on long term care, and that is if your spouse goes into a facility or needs home health care for whatever reason, you are three to five, three to four times more likely to use a long term or make a long term claim claim yourself mm. within that next year. So if your spouse starts to need it, studies prove that you're going to need it wow. more likely the next year, which, wow. you know, which is interesting. So we might see some lingering effects off of people using long-term care now. Yeah. Yeah. And they say two out of three people are going to need long-term care. So, right. Well, yeah, exactly. Long-term care is something that um, certainly is something that a lot of people need. No one wants yeah. to buy long-term care right. um, because it's like one of those things that you buy without ever, ever wanting to use it. But um, statistics do show that as you get older, you're going to need long-term care in some fashion. Um, that's why a lot of people say, well, give me, give me long-term care, give me insurance. I, I want it, but not everyone can qualify, which brings another point. Well, I'll actually, I'll wait. I'll wait on that one, Tony. I'll get to that one later. Okay. Um, so yes, long-term care has increased in terms of usage, but what's going to happen is it's going to balance out later. So there's a spike right now in people using long-term care and that might increase it in the short term, but that means they won't be as many using it in the long term. From what we can tell, this is still an unknown, but one thing that is kind of morbid to think about, but that's really beneficial for the long-term care insurance carriers is deaths have disproportionately hit long-term care facilities in this country. Yeah, yeah, that's and where a lot of the COVID deaths are happening. So there's not a, you know, long-term care. Usually it's two to three years on average people need long-term care. Uh, but I guess that number's gone way down, hasn't it? Well, Yes. So the number of people that were using long-term care that actually died has increased dramatically as a result of COVID. So what's happened is those payouts, the insurance companies paying for those long-term care policies because they're being used, they no longer have to pay for those policies because that person has died. So they're not using services anymore. So that has 
in effect, improve the financial situation of mm. these long-term long-term care insurance carriers. So their guidance going forward is actually better than they expected as a result. So while they have lost some um, revenue because more people are going in and they're paying out, they've actually increased or balanced that out by the number of people dying. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't have to pay as long. Uh, but for the facilities themselves, uh, assisted living facilities, long-term care facilities, nursing homes, um, I think the COVID overall has hurt them. Number one, it's harder to maintain employees and, uh, you know, people aren't uh, staying there as long, uh, obviously. Uh, so that's right. that's a, a sad part of it, too. With your family, um, you have several family members that are involved in long-term care facilities. I do. Um, so getting vaccinated is a priority for a lot of them, but a lot of them yep. don't want to go to work simply because they're being exposed in an environment that is high risk. So yeah. I get it. I get it. And there's going to be a huge demand for long-term care facilities. Home health care is going to be in demand right. because the trend has been, and is even more so now, people do not want to go to long-term care facilities. Right. People do not want to send their parents to a long-term care facility. So they're taking that burden on at home. Yep. And that has been a trend in general because no one wants to go to a nursing home. Right. But COVID has created a situation where people are even less inclined to send their parents yeah. to a nursing home. Yeah. It's but tough. When they realize the cost, you know, the actual time and energy and money that goes into mm -hmm. taking care of a loved one. It's going to increase the demand for long-term care for sure. It, it is. In the future, I think once we get the COVID thing wrapped up and, you know, like I, I had mentioned to you earlier, and I'll let the listeners know, my wife uh, my and my two oldest uh, children, uh, my daughter and my son, all work uh, in the assisted living uh, area. And so, and my wife and daughter, my daughter and my son are on the front lines, you know, they're CNAs and help out there. Um, and they've got the vaccine and they're more than happy to work and they've had no issues with it. Um, but you're right. I mean, in the short term, it's been tough. Uh, up until COVID, I think assisted living, you know, the costs were going up and these facilities were so full, they just keep building more and more and more. Uh, but COVID has really uh, slowed that down, as you mentioned. And so long-term care is a big deal, Dan, and it's so expensive. And like you said, a lot more people are looking at home health care or taking care of their elderly. It is a lot of work, though. I mean, it's it's they need full-time care. And yeah. so I think people work. do realize, like you said, I think that's a great point, Dan. People realize how much is involved. Um, and, and I think it's great. People should want to take care of their families. The American culture is one of the few in the world that doesn't uh, always, you know, have their elderly parents and grandparents uh, all under one roof and take care of them as they get older. Uh, I think we're seeing that a little more especially with COVID and long-term care costs going up. And I like to see that, but at the same time, it's tough when you're working, you know, full-time jobs and have other responsibilities. It's a, it's a big thing, but we need to take care of our seniors. And uh, so that's, that's a big, uh, a big concern. I'm glad you're talking about it, Tim. I'm glad you brought this, uh, this, you know, this uh, problem to us today. Well, and it's going to be interesting to see how the, we respond to it. I think the more people that are seeing the difficulty with caring for a loved one outside of a nursing home, you know, yeah. oh, I'm taking dad out. We're going to take care of him ourselves. And then they're like, Whoa, this yeah. is a lot more work. 
right. think it's going to open eyes to people. Maybe I should be preparing for this and get insurance. Yeah. But again, that's another issue. We talk about the pricing. You get these price increases, 98% increase, literally. Yeah. yeah. We did a Yikes. show on that. It's crazy. It happens. And so what's happening as well is there's this, this, the people that need long-term care insurance that have it, they don't let those policies go. They hold on to those for dear life because oh, they yeah. priced so well. And they're willing to pay double the cost. It still makes sense for them financially. But there are also people that lost their job that are really running into some really difficult financial situations with COVID. Long-term care insurance premium is going to be low on the list. Yeah. So we're going to see some increase in lapses. And if we see an increase in lapses of people letting their policy go, there's going to be even more pressure on the insurance companies because they're not going to have that income to pay for the people that are using it. And it's going to just spiral. So I'm very concerned about long-term care right now. Um, but then again, those that need it really need it. So yeah. um, yep. they're going to be using it more um, as a result of this COVID disease. And I think the, the, lingering effects might impact how people go about getting long-term care. Is it going to be a pre-existing condition now? That's going to be another thing that we have yet to determine. So there's a lot going on. One other thing that's a major issue for long-term care insurance companies and pricing and people, the cost of it for people is the cost is the inflation and not inflation, interest rates. Inflation's another interest rate. interest rates. So interest rates are also at historical lows, Tony. They and are. They're still, they're still just staying there, mm-hmm. which is great if you want to refinance your house. Yeah. You want to buy or a buy car, a car. Right? Yeah. Right. You can borrow money cheaply. But on the flip side of that, these insurance carriers that are charging for long-term care insurance premiums are getting that money in advance of actually using it on you. They're taking it and investing it. And if they can't get a decent return, if they, which they can't, Insurance companies are just like us. They, they don't have, they may, they may have access to bigger, broader tools because they have a bigger pool of money, but they you know, they're not going to get a 5% CD at a bank. They're not able to pull that off. So because interest rates are so low, their reserves are, are really not growing as much as the utilization is. So they're feeling that pressure as well. So sure. I think there's going to be some issues with long-term care, but I, in overall, and what I'm read, the increase in deaths, which is a reduction of usage, has been balanced out by an increase of usage due to COVID. And at first, the insurance industry thought it was going to be a major problem. And they were, they were predicting that with their earnings reports and projections saying, we're in trouble. But it's kind of balanced out a little bit. And in fact, most of the insurance companies have actually reduced their expectation for outflow um, going forward. So mm, Interesting. Um, it kind of balanced out. They were there was talk that this could be a two hundred year event. It's like in Tampa when we have the the two hundred year flood. You know, it's never sure. Happen. Well, it happens, right? It does happen. So this yeah. was kind of an event that would happen. One thing though, Tony, I know you don't like insurance companies, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I see their profits, and you know, you you pay in each month, and a lot of times you get nothing for all that, and they raise their rates yet they have record profits. So that's where I have problems with insurance companies. 
Well, don't feel bad for them, which I know you don't, because <laughs> I don't feel bad for the insurance companies. One of the that's things for that, sure. One of the things that's happened is more people are dying earlier than expected, which is putting uh, some pressure on their life insurance side of things. Ah, so they're paying out more in life insurance claims. That's true. That's true. But you know, you're talking about uh, the impact it's having on insurance companies. And, you know, the impact on assisted living facilities. Uh, but what about us uh, and the long term care costs, the craziness? There are other solutions other than having a long term care policy to help us pay for long term care insurance. Correct. I mean, that's right. I, I did a and I'd rather um, point people to watch that video. I think we call it the five or four ways to pay for long term care insurance. Ah, Yes, we've and talked one about one of the, the, yep. the takeaways, the you know, spoiler alert. I think getting the children to pay as a, a collective for their parents long term care policy is the way to go. Yeah. But that's, Let's get you your know, boys on right now. Are they are the boys home? Can you bring boys, them in? Actually, what you will and, and ask the them end, if they're going to pay for your long term. I got care. another surprise for you, Tony. We had the intro video. I got a natural video that is going to feature my twin boys. Oh, so, uh, yeah, that's awesome! A little spoiler alert there too. Yeah, maybe so, their paper route money or their their uh, allowance money. Maybe they can start pooling that now and investing it yeah, with use. Peter's pressure washing money is going to go right out to pay for long term care for me. <laughs> I don't know if that's a tough sell. That's a tough sell. Um, yeah, I think so. But you're right. Well, how is it impacting us? So it's going to probably increase costs because the cost to care for people in a long-term facility with new techniques and, and safety protocols is higher. More people are using it earlier. So the pressure on the life uh, long-term care insurance carriers is going to increase. So there's going to be a higher demand. Whenever there's a higher demand for a service like long-term care, the prices go up. And the prices are going to go up for home health care aids because you try and find some in this world. It's really tough. So I think this is a negative for the end user. Also getting a new policy, long-term care policies are underwritten. So you have to kick, they kick your tires. I think they're going to start looking at, did you have COVID? Maybe you're going to pay extra because you have underlying conditions now that you we don't know about. Um, so I think overall there's going to be a major pressure on the long-term care insurance industry they're already struggling as it is so we could see a complete collapse here tony i'm not oh. i'm not hoping for that yeah but uh i think it could be a major collapse and i think uh i don't think this is a good scenario for anybody i don't think the, the COVID crisis has helped us in any way well it no it, i mean it's hurt everything across the board and this is no exception and i just I, I want to throw this out there because you've pointed this out to me before and it's something before I started working with you, I had never thought about, but for those listening, thinking about long-term care, well, I'm going to be older. I'll have Medicare. Medicare does not cover long-term care, correct? That's right. Yeah. That's a yeah. very common misconception. Thanks for bringing that up. Medicare does not cover long-term care. You get your 20 days in the hospital, long-term care facility to improve assisted you know, living to get you going. If you have a surgery or stroke or something after that 20 days you're on your own yeah you got to go into a long-term care facility which is not covered in any way by medicare now medicaid might cover it but you have to qualify for that financially which many people don't so yeah you have to take care of of long-term care yourself now yeah. uh, obama tried to pass some legislation legislation in the Affordable Care Act to include long-term care. It got yep. in there for like a couple of months and that got <laughs> taken out. So yeah, there's nothing right now. You're on your own and um, it's kind of scary. 
Well, yeah, and it's the whole healthcare discussion in this country. There, there are so many issues, and uh, you know, so um, and but I hate the show it has been all you know. It it seems like a kind of a downer topic, and it is. It's a tough one, uh, but it's something so many people are going to have to deal with. But you do help your clients at least somewhat with long dealing with healthcare costs and issues if you plan ahead. So, yeah, you know, if you're not yet retired or, and you know, you're just, uh, you're in your fifties or younger, uh, you can plan so you can better deal with it. And if you have a plan in place, that's where the positivity comes in here uh, is you can work with a financial professional. You can plan ahead to at least help you uh, be ready for this and not just enter. The problem is we put it off. We don't want to hear about it. Hey, that's negative. Why would I want to know about all these problems? But if you're aware, that's that's half the battle right there because it hits so many people unaware, right? Yeah. I, I, healthcare planning is a part of life. It's a part of financial planning. If you have a financial planner that's not talking about healthcare issues, you're missing the boat because Believe it or not, it's going to be a one of, if not the biggest chunk of your retirement funds are going to go toward healthcare right. at some point. So planning ahead for it just makes sense. And that's why we incorporate long-term care, health insurance, Medicare, all of that in our comprehensive planning process. I think it's critically important people do that. So that's why I take pride in making sure that all of my clients are at least talking about it. Now, sometimes there's no solution. Sometimes it's just, yeah, we're, we don't have enough money to cover all our bases, but at least we're going in with a plan. So we know what yeah. we're going to do. So I think it's critically important. And the other positive, because you're Mr. Positivity, you need something. I do. Um, I have to have it. I think the insurance companies have been changing. They've been adding some new products that combine life insurance and long-term care to yeah. make it more palatable. They're coming up with new ways to solve this problem. They're being innovative um, because they have to. So yeah. I think this might even- They have some riders, it. right? Insurance yeah, yeah. companies are offering so riders on certain care used to be if you buy it and you don't use it, it's gone. Now they're adding it to where if you don't use it, the money goes to the kids anyway. So people Good. like that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but uh, there, there's also legislation. Hopefully that'll speed up because these state leaders are realizing, hey, we need to address the long term care crisis. Yeah, that just happened. So I think there's some positive stuff happening. I'm just scared that if nothing happens, which could easily be the case, yeah. if nothing gets done, yeah. long-term care industries is going to be gone and everyone's going to be fending for themselves. And it's yeah. just going to be a, a, a gap for the super rich who can afford to pay for a long-term care and the middle class who's in the middle. I, I can't afford to go on Medicaid, but I have too much because I have too much, but I don't have enough to pay for a facility, a hundred thousand a year. Right. What are my options? So that's the, I, that's I have those conversations. Spot. Yeah. Those yeah. conversations I have, and those are the tough ones, but yep. All right, Tony, I think I'm going to end it there. I gave as okay. much positivity as I could. I'm a little <laughs> nervous did. about the long-term care situation, but thanks for joining me. And also I want to, you know, I want to thank you, your family. I mean, people need to be in this industry, your wife, your kids, it goes without saying the first, you know, the first line of defense is the healthcare professionals. And I don't think I've ever thanked them for it, but pass on my thank you to them. I will. Yeah. And that means a lot. And my son, Adam and my daughter, Allison, um, you know, they want to maybe go into Adam's for sure going to be a PA and go into healthcare. So he's been a CNA and some of the things they have to do and deal with, it's not easy, you know? 
I mean, it's it's tough, you know, when uh, people get old, they need help doing everything. And so and right now there are it's such a demand for that work because a lot of people, they don't want to do it. They don't want to go in and help. They don't want to. Uh, because of COVID, they don't want to go into the facilities and they don't want to get the vaccine, maybe because they're afraid. So uh, people who are willing to work and get the vaccine and continue to work, it's we need people like that in that industry. So uh, that is a field that's wide open and well into the future beyond COVID. Uh, you know, encourage your kids to go in healthcare because they'll be able to write their own ticket and get a job pretty much anywhere. <laughs> So encourage them to save for your healthcare needs. Ah, there, there you go. Let's get the boys in here and see if they're going to pitch in all their money. Thanks for a good show, Tony. I'm going to send in the boys to close out the show and uh, we'll see you next week. All matters discussed in today's show are for informational purposes only. This show is not investment advice. Dan Whittle, Nord Dolphin Financial Group are affiliated or endorsed by any government agency. Investment advisory services are offered through Dolphin Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Florida. Insurance products and services are offered through Dolphin Insurance, Inc. Dolphin Wealth Management, Inc. and Dolphin Insurance, Inc. are affiliated companies doing businesses as Dolphin Financial Group. You should talk to someone at Dolphin Financial Group before implementing any of these strategies or ideas.